Hi, and welcome again to Concepts for Living, Biblical Principles for Contemporary Living. Well, you know, if COVID-19 has done nothing else, it has certainly brought about the need to change. Change. Change for many people is difficult, but we, even the church, are challenged to change. I want you to stay tuned, and I'll be speaking from the theme, Behave Yourself in the Sanctuary. Up to this point, my focus has been on the individuality of the anointing. The individuality in the sense that it's been the anointing coming to individual, to you as an individual. To be anointed, to experience his presence in your life by the anointer, the Holy Spirit. So watch this now. (laughs) You and I have been blessed to be anointed, but there is an anointing for individual, but there's also a corporate anointing corporate. That means an anointing for the gathering. That means an anointing for all who enter. An anointing not so much for what you are bringing in individually, but for what God will cause to rest upon us corporately because we are together. Watch out for people who say, I don't need to be in a fellowship. It's just me and God. God bless when his people come together. Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together. Look at somebody say, it's a blessing to be here with you. In this message, I want to lay stress on the corporate aspects of the anointing. Now, the concept of anointing did not originate in the New Testament. It originated in the Old Testament. And I tell people all the time, you need the whole book. You need Old and New Testament. We got some folks say, I'm a New Testament believer. No, you ought to be a Bible believer. And you can't be a Bible believer unless you incorporate what? Both Old and New Testament. Don't know. You see, you got to understand that the, the New Old Testament is the New Testament concealed. But, but, but the New Testament is the Old Testament revealed. You need both of them. You need both. Why? Because under the Old Testament system, you had types and shadows. Hmm? You had had symbols and you had intimations, things of, uh, of what will take place, statements about how things ought to be. Uh, You have a law, it's called the first law of mention in bibliology. Those of you who study theology, you understand that law. It's the law of first mention. What it means is it was first mentioned there, and since it was mentioned there, everything else becomes an echo of it. 
We need the Old and the New Testament. That's why I brought them together today. Yeah. Old Testament Chronicles, Second Chronicles 5. New Testament, Acts chapter 2. Yeah. Uh, uh, wait, wait, wait. Old Testament, temple. Yeah. New Testament, church. Yeah. You don't know that the temple was only a type of the yeah. coming New Testament church. I'm trying to break it down for you. St. Paul writes rather graphically in 1 Corinthians. I want you to turn there. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 16. If you read from the King James Version, you're not going to get the full light of what is being said. The full understanding. That you get a better understanding by reading the Amplified Bible. That's why you need to have some translations, some transliterations, and you need some, sometimes you need lexicons and everything else you can get. Verse 16. Do you not discern and understand that you are, brackets, the whole church at Corinth, that is, are God's temple? His sanctuary. And that God's spirit has, what this now? Has his permanent dwelling in you. What's this? Racket? Collectively. That's corporate. As a church. And also individually. You see, collectively and individually. Hmm? You don't have the collective if the individuals don't show up. So then we need to grow up and understand that it's not only a privilege to be in God's house, but it's a privilege to experience what God will do for you in the house. Something's not going to happen on your job. Some things are not going to happen even in the community. Some things will not even happen in your house. There's something about entering into his gates. Into the very presence of the almighty God. Where angels bow before him. Heaven and earth adore him. What a mighty God. Oh, the Holy Ghost is going to help me today. What a mighty God we serve. There is an individual aspect to the anointing, and there is a corporate aspect to the anointing. Paul wrote to Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 15. Listen to what he says there. He exhorts him as to how to behave himself in church. We come in, chewing on you. We come in, maybe all that. We come in, looking around to see if our favorite people are there today. We come in, checking out. Didn't she wear that last week? Oh, 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 you mean to tell me he doesn't have a, a white shirt and a, and a tie? I mean, come on, come on. We come here with all of this 
superfluent foolishness into the presence of the almighty God. Some of y'all going to take this wrong, but I'm going to say it. You know, I was invited to be at Buckingham Palace. I didn't ask for it. I don't even know yet how it happened. But I was there. Sebastian Coe and I walked up and down in the same room. And while I was there, one man comes in. And he frightened us because he came in so fast. Came in. Now, you, come. You, you, you. You're getting ready to go before Her Majesty, and I want you to know, you must be prepared before you go. I'm here. Got my stuff on. I'm ready. No! Protocol! 11 steps this way. 11 steps that way. You don't go with your hand a certain way. You go this way. I'm saying, how am I going to remember all this stuff, Jesus? <laughs> In a place that I'm not acquainted with, I'm taking the time to lay this foundation. To go before a blood, physical woman that has royalty stamped on her. She is Her Excellency. And we can't go in just any old way. So you have to learn this. So come on, you, fresh, you. Come on now. I want you to do your paces. And I'm going up and down. Just him, the three of us in there. Just up and down. No, no. You go like so. And when you get there, you do this, and you don't do that, and you don't do the other, and you don't, 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 don't. I said, God, I don't know. I'm, I care. If you want to be in a presence, you have to be properly prepared. If we could do that. What about when you come into the presence of the Almighty Elohim, his canoe, God, who is able to do exceeding abundantly? Who in the world do we think we are? We just thrown in and no, you're in the presence of the Almighty God. Well, you know, we have three points to our messages. For this particular message, the challenge. Two, the change. And number three, the charge. Stay tuned and observe with us how we can better behave ourselves in sanctuary. So then, you and I have to address the challenge of entering his gates. The challenge. The challenge 
When we as human beings have assumed the right to come when we want, however we want, and go wherever we want. God help us. The challenge is to know what it means to enter into the house of God. Into the sanctuary of the Lord's house. In the Old Testament, it was the temple. I've been in temples where they had, you had to take your shoes. I saw so many shoes. I said, oh, Jesus. How are they going to find that deal? Whose shoes is who? Who who these shoes belong to? It doesn't matter. Everybody enters without the shoes on. Why? God said to Moses on one occasion when he came into his presence, take your shoes off. Why? Because this is holy ground. And that's why this place is a holy place. And that's why we can't let just anything go on in here. This is the house of God. You ain't saying nothing to me. This is the house of God. This is the temple of the Lord God. And the temple in the Old Testament is the church in the New Testament. And the challenge is remembering that. We come in talking about what we expect and what we want and what we do. You just, I think sometimes we ought to just get happy just because we made it in. No sermon, no none of, none of that, no special song, no, 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 just I, I got in. Because <laughs> the devil all week long has been doing stuff to make sure you'll never get there. He put it up sometimes at the last minute. Just when you think you're ready to step out, here comes something crazy going on. You've got to understand me. You got here because you came through something to get here. When you get here, you ought to forget about Sue and James and Harry and what they didn't do and how they looked. And well, come on, you're in the sanctuary. We say what we want, we do what we want, we act the way we want, all in his sanctuary. (laughs) Oh yeah. So then, you and I have to understand something. Look at verse 11 on down to verse 12. Verse 11 and 12, you'll see that setting. And then if you keep reading from verse 13... Now you're going to start seeing the operation in the sanctuary. We we see those who made it in. The priests, the Levites, and everybody else. Hmm? The instrumentalists. They're in. Somebody say, I made it in. You understand me? Because you could have been sick. You could have been cut off. Hmm? But, but, But you made it in. That's worthy of something. That's why the Bible said, I will enter his gates with. I made it. I made it. Through trouble, through trial, through difficulty, through enemy attack, through burden, through weights, through pressions, through everything. Oh, 
soul tried to keep me back, but I made it in to the sanctuary of the Lord's house. And when you get there, you understand that it, the focus is not on you. Well, look at it. Look, it says that they began to do what? In the music and in everything that's going on, they began and praised the Lord. You see it? And they were saying, what are they saying? For he is what? For he is good. For his mercy endureth forever. Huh? It's about him. I say it's about him. Do you hear me? This is the challenge. The challenge is forgetting about yourself and focusing on him. And let him be glorified. That's why I say this is a good point right now. To just right now, right where you sit, Understand that the challenge is that all your other troubles and trials and circumstances and situations that are on your head, they do not supersede him. They began to praise him. They began to talk about him. For he is good and his mercy endureth forever. The Lord is great and greatly to be praised. Don't They didn't sing my song. Stop. I don't like that new format they got up there. Now they did that thing up there with all that oil and all that stuff. I, I don't like that. You need to hush. And if you're going to come in with that spirit, there's a, there's a little exercise that I do. If I'm going to bow in my early morning prayer time, if I'm going to bow, I do some things. If I'm not going to bow but stand and pray or walk and pray or do whatever I do in my house, it's my business, me and God's. But I'm not going to leave without first recognizing that I would not even have a house. Had the Lord not provided, I have to remember I wouldn't be where I am had the Lord not so my priority is beat that beat self down beat it plummel it Paul says I plumble myself so I can lift him up can I get some lifters can I get some lifters can I get somebody who will give God the glory can I get somebody who will shout out of your mouth, God is good. His mercy endure forever. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. Well, I sincerely trust that you've been challenged and are prepared to change so that we may live out this charge that's given to the church so that we may see manifestation of the anointing. And so until next time, and we shall come to you with more Concepts for Living, may God bless you and yours. 